0: So welcome to this episode of Unashamedly Human, the podcast. I feel like it might be episode 90, but I'm not sure for certain. But if it is, hurrah, and if it's not, then welcome to whatever episode it is. All right, let's jump into today's question. Dear M, I was wondering if you could speak about guilt. I earn more in my business than many of my friends or family do in their jobs that they don't really love, and it makes me feel so guilty. I've also struggled during COVID because I'm much better off than most, but some days in lockdown feel so hard. I feel like I don't have the right to moan. I saw you speak about this in a couple of posts recently, and I wondered if you could talk more about it. So I think this is a really relevant experience that a lot of people are having at the moment. So thank you so much for your bravery and courage by messaging in. Guilt is a very funny emotion. It is one up from shame, so that's a good thing. But it can be really, really crippling. And it's one of those emotions that, I mean, no emotion is a bad emotion. Not a single emotion. is. Some are harder, for sure, than others. But no emotion is to be demonized. It's completely fine that you feel guilty. But when we stay in the vibrational frequency of guilt, we begin to restrict ourselves in our own potential and that doesn't help anybody. So I want to talk to that a little bit today. So we're going to start with looking at... So we're going to sort of break this down into three chunks. We're going to look, first of all, at how this is affecting you in business and your relationships with your friends and family who might not be earning the same amount of you or in, as you or enjoying the jobs the way that you're enjoying your business life. Then we're going to look at taking that out into the community and how we feel in our own privilege with people who are maybe having a tougher time than us. And then I'm going to round that off with some ways around how to actually use privilege so that we can transcend from that feeling of guilt to that feeling of contribution. All right, so let's start with manifesting and alignment. What I mean by that is when I speak to business owners, and I speak to a lot of business owners because business is a mindset game, right? It's like 10% strategy, 90% mindset. And when I speak to business owners, one of the things that I see over and over and over again with women who come to me because they feel really stuck in business, like they've earned a certain amount of money. They've attracted a certain amount of client or a certain type of client in a certain business model and they feel quite proud of what they've done, but they can't seem to get to the next level. They can't seem to break through to the next stage. They can't seem to attract the next upgrade of client or the next monetary goal that they've set for themselves and it begins to feel quite suffocating they feel like they're going round and round in circles they begin to feel quite uninspired they begin to self-sabotage they're not really executing they procrastinate quite a lot and one of the first things that I will ask somebody in a coaching conversation when they come to me with a problem like that is where do you feel guilty for having money because one of the ways that we unconsciously self-sabotage ourselves is through playing a smaller game so that the people around us can stay feeling comfortable in our presence. Because what we don't want to do is be the sort of person that other people feel uncomfortable around, especially when they're already close to us, right? Especially when they're friends or their family or your brother or your sister or your best mate. We want those people to feel safe and comfortable around us. We, we want to feel safe and comfortable around those people. But when we begin to create a wealth divide that we are uncomfortable with unconsciously because we don't trust ourselves or we don't have full trust that the people around us are gonna be able to handle our success because of their own shit that they've got going on that doesn't make them bad people, it just makes them human, right? When we begin to have these fears and, and we don't bring conscious awareness to them, they begin to fester and they begin to amplify and they begin to create this kind of vibrational frequency which means that unconsciously what we start to do is self-sabotage ourselves. So on one hand, we say, I want this business success. I want to move into six figures or multiple six figures or even seven figures. I really want this for myself, but I'm really scared unconsciously of the reaction that that might bring about in the people that I know, love and trust the most. What if they no longer love me as much? What if they begin to be a bit resentful? What if they begin to feel a bit jealous about what I have created? Now, if we don't bring conscious awareness to this unconscious conversation, that unconscious conversation will continue to dictate your results. So it's really important that we have a space, whether that be a coaching community or a mentor of some kind, uh, or a program that you yourself are working through in terms of your own mindset to be able to go, okay, I can see here that I'm self-sabotaging, I'm procrastinating, I'm sitting in overwhelm, which is one of the best strategies to stay exactly where you are and not make any change. So what is going on here for me? And one of the questions, like I said, that I would always ask any business owner who comes who is stuck at a certain level, my first question would be like, where do you feel guilty about having more? So I just want to say well done for recognising that you do feel guilt because a lot of the time people don't recognise that they even feel that guilt. They just see themselves self-sabotage or going around in circles or creating problem for themselves or everything feels like it's just too hard Whereas actually a lot of the time it is, it, that, is, that is all the problem, but it's not the symptom. I mean, sorry, it's the symptom, but it's not the problem, if that makes sense. So this is why I see people stay really stuck in business and they don't leverage, they don't scale, they don't hit through into their next income potential is because of this feeling of guilt. What will my mum think? What if I earn more than my dad? What if my partner begins to feel uncomfortable because I'm earning more than him or her? What will my neighbours think? Are people going to start thinking I'm really stuck up? Are people going to start judging me? We don't want that. We don't want to feel judged by the people that we live around. We want to feel supported and loved and cherished by them. So one of the things that I think has really helped me in moving through those Barriers of income and dealing with those feelings of guilt and worry and doubt about how other people are going to react to me as I continue to scale my business, make a bigger impact, and have more income is that I have begun to understand generational trauma. Now, when I talk about trauma in this particular context, I'm talking about financial trauma. So that might be, let's just say, for example, that you come from a family where, you know, mum and dad worked two jobs and they worked their fingers to the bone and you worked, you traded your time for your money, right? You learned a trade, you traded your time for your money. And that was considered to be an honest way of living. It is an honest way of living. And let's say that their parents did the same thing and their parents did the same thing and their parents did the same thing. And so you come from a generation of people who've always just had enough money right? You've just had enough money to put bread on the table. You've just had enough money to cover the rent or the mortgage. There was never any excess money for niceties or for holidays or for real treats or anything like that. Now, you've been brought up to believe that to be honest and to be a good person means to work a 60-hour work week and still only just have enough. Now, if you want to continue playing out that paradigm you will pass that teaching onto your children. And they will pass that teaching on to their children, and they will pass that teaching on to their children. We have the ability to do, the power to do, the capability to do, the gift to do, as grown-ass human beings ourselves, is notice this pattern that is handed down through the lineage. We get to go, oh, hang on a minute, I see that that was what my mum did, and that's what my grandmother did, and her mother before her, and, and I get to break the chain, I get to be the person that goes, well, if I do it differently, I can change the direction of this family history. We can continue to be the people who only ever have enough money to get through, or we can change direction with me and go, actually, I'm going to break this chain and we're going to go in a different direction. We're going to become the family that manifests real abundance and wealth. What we do with that abundance and wealth can be a really good thing. We can contribute to community. We can help other people. But... I'm not going to be able to do that while I'm working 60 hours a week, two jobs, fingers to the bone, playing out the same old family law of working my fingers to the bone for an honest day's work just to get by. So it really helped me to consider that the more that I earn in business, the more I am like demonstrating to my nieces and to my nephews and to even, you know, the children of my friends, for example, of what is actually possible. Like, you get to d- to show the world what is possible, and you're not going to be able to do that while you are performing at a level that is going to make other people comfortable in your perception. That's all in your perception. You don't even know. You don't know that the people that you're worried about offending by making money aren't going to be your biggest supporters and your biggest cheerleaders, and honestly... If they're not, then it's more of a reflection on them than it is of you. It's because of their own fear. It's because of their own doubt. It's because you're holding up a mirror to their own inadequacies. That's not your problem. That's not going to help them. That's not going to change their inadequacies by you playing a smaller game or by you dulling your light. So the world does not get brighter when you dim your light to match the same brightness of other people. So if you've got people around you who are playing a small game they're playing a safe game and i'm not i'm not calling anyone out i'm just saying let's say that you've got a bunch of people around you who aren't taking risks they're in safe and secure jobs that they don't really like they're earning just enough money to get by by you downplaying your talent your ability your skill set your goddamn hard work because if you work for yourself i know you work goddamn hard by you downplaying that by you playing a smaller game You're not amplifying anybody. You're not bringing more light into the world. You're not shining more greatness, more abundance into the universe. You are still playing that part of making it duller. So you are not going to help anybody around you by playing a small game. The moment that you decide that you are going to gracefully and humbly demonstrate to other people what is possible for them by creating it for yourself, that's when the world gets lighter that's when possibility becomes much more apparent to the people around you. You know, you are not going to help them by reinforcing their existing paradigm that money is scarce, money is hard to come by, that, you know, all rich people suck, or whatever it is. You're not going to help them learn a different lesson by playing into the level that they're at. And when I talk about levels, I'm not talking about hierarchy. I'm not talking about better or worse. I'm just saying if they are reaching a a certain level of income and you have the ability to reach a higher level of income, you're not helping them out by being poorer yourself. You are helping them out by showing and demonstrating what is possible. What I would suggest that you do is work on the beliefs that you have around what is safe for you to earn and then start working with your coach or your mentor. And if you are in business you must have a coach or mentor, please, please, please. Business is way too hard to do it by yourself. Um, It's a team sport for sure. Um, So I would work with your coach or mentor on the beliefs that you have around where your level of safety is with money and then work around stretching those beliefs and shifting those beliefs and transcending those fears that you have so that you can continue to grow whilst still making sure that the roles that you play with your existing people, so your father, your mother, your siblings, your closest friends, your partner, that those roles still feel safe to you and to them. And there might be some tweaks that you need to do around, around that. There might be some tweaks that you need. Uh, I'll give you a perfect example about this. So um, I'm the, the youngest in my entire family, right? Not just my sisters, but my my cousins, everything. Like, literally the last child, And as a result, I have a certain – I'm just not always particularly responsible, right? I was the one who just got away without doing stuff. I was the one who, you know, yeah, I just got away with way more stuff. I've never been a particularly responsible person my whole life. Now, in business, I've had to take a huge amount of responsibility. I've had to grow into the identity of somebody who's very responsible – for herself and for her actions, for her clients, for her team. Where that felt quite clunky was then, um, or sort of disingenuous, I suppose is a better way of saying it, is then sometimes when I interact with my family... Because I'm the one who's late for everything. I'm the one who doesn't have to bring a dish. I'm the one who, like, rocks up in England. Well, not right now, obviously, because of the pandemic. But, like, you know, rocks up in England. And her, my sister picks me up from the airport. My, sis, my dad lends me his car. Like, people do stuff to look after me. People ferry me around. You know, like... And, again, this sort of plays into this, like, I don't really have any responsibility. But it's also how my family have learnt, my family and I have learnt, that that's how we operate with each other that's how we communicate with each other that's how we show love and affection with each other and so one of the things that i've had to really sit with is this idea of like as i grow into being somebody who is very responsible when i go back to england next whenever that may be instead of just depending on my family for things all the time is taking full responsibility for myself as a fully grown fucking 40 year old adult And being like, well, actually, I can probably arrange my own hire car and I can look at at my own train times to go and see my friends in London and various other things that I I happily outsource to my sister. Because that's the, the relationship that we have developed with each other. Now, because that is the way that my sister and I are, I have to be really careful that the role that we have between us is still maintained in a certain way. So what I mean by that is making sure that when, let's say, for example, I'm staying at my sister's house and she cooks me dinner, I, I really appreciate that as something that she has done for me because what I'm doing is I'm taking away the opportunity for her to show me that she loves me by getting myself to her house from the airport or, you know, whatever it might be, arranging my own hire car, all of that kind of stuff. So it's about, like, really knowing where your roles are and your identities sit with the people around you so that you can maintain a relationship of safety whilst still making a shitload of money and not taking responsibility for how they are going to react to your jump in income. And that's work that you will need to do with your coach, with your business coach or mentor. So um, yeah, I mean, you're not helping anybody out by playing a smaller game in any way shape or form in any area of of life no one is helping anyone out by playing small so um yeah go and work on your belief systems go and work on the roles and identities that you have with the people who are most important to you that's work that you will need to do with your coach um, and make sure that you um, are creating a a paradigm whereby you feel safe to make this extra money now i just want to look at um this idea of feeling guilty during the pandemic and I'm in Melbourne, so I'm in lockdown number six at the time of this recording. And that feeling of like, I can see my privilege. I know I'm lucky. I know I'm one of the lucky ones. And so I feel guilty about the fact that I am suffering and that I am fucked off with lockdown and I'm sad and upset by all of the things that are happening in the world at the moment. And the first thing I want to say about this is that your suffering is so fucking valid and you not suffer, you pretending not to suffer doesn't make the world a better place. It just doesn't it just makes you feel guilty for a perfectly valid emotion and like i said earlier there is no such thing as an invalid emotion you can't be invalid in the way you feel it's impossible it's like saying you can't breathe you can't breathe air <laughs> like well i am breathing air so don't tell me i can't because i'm doing it it's that's ha- that's how emotions work if you're having that emotion it's completely valid Your suffering is so unique to you, and your suffering will fill all of you. So there's a phenomenal book. You may have heard me reference this before, but I'm going to reference it again. It's by a guy, and I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of his name, Victor Frankl. I haven't pronounced that right. I know I haven't. Anyway, the book is called A Man's Search for Meaning, and it is a book written by a Holocaust survivor, who was a psychologist, and when he came out from the concentration camps, he sat down, he wrote this book, and it's about like who survived and why. Because it wasn't about physical fitness, it was about people who were connected to something larger than them and their why. And anyway, in this book, he talks about suffering being like gas, and gas will fill the entirety of the chamber that it is pumped into whether that is a small chamber, a medium chamber, or a large chamber. The gas will fill the entire room. And he says that suffering is the same. Your suffering will fill the whole of you. And somebody else's suffering, even though it might be of a completely different kind, and it might be subjectively worse than yours, is going to fill all of them. And then there might be somebody who, on paper, has less suffering than you, objectively. But their suffering is still their suffering and it's still going to consume the whole of them. So your suffering is valid. And if you are feeling suffering the way that you are feeling it, there's 8.5 billion people on the planet. That's not necessarily a true representation of how many people are on this planet. I kind of made that number up. Eight billion-ish people on the planet. Like somebody else is feeling the way that you're feeling. And you silencing yourself through guilt is not helping them feel connected and therefore not giving them the opportunity to feel seen and valid in their suffering. So what we're doing is creating more suffering by hoping that or pretending that we we ourselves are not suffering. So please don't feel like you have to be in silence or shame around your suffering because all that does is add to the energetic frequency of suffering because you then suffer in your suffering if that makes sense. So what we're doing is, is adding more suffering into a world which is, let's be honest, having a bit of a shit time at the moment, isn't it? Old humanity, we're not, we're not doing great right now. So you're valid is basically what I wanted to say about that. Your suffering is valid and somebody else's suffering that might objectively not be as bad as yours is also valid. And we must give space and compassion to everybody's suffering, whatever level it is at, because it is consuming all of them. Because it can't be any other way. So now I just want to finish off with, well, how are we using our privilege? Because this is the difference between sitting in the guilt of having more money than the people around you and the guilt of having more privilege of people around you. And then learning how to take those things, more money than the people around you and more privilege than the people around you, and actually doing something fucking good with it. So yesterday, at the time of recording, what's the date today? Is it like the 17th or something of August 2021? So Melbourne is in lockdown number six. Our lockdown got extended yesterday, brought in a curfew and harsher restrictions. Afghanistan has fallen to the Taliban. Lebanon is plunged into darkness and in huge economic and political crisis. And the Mediterranean is basically on fire because of climate change. And yesterday morning, all I could do was weep. I woke up and I read about Afghanistan and the other atrocities that are happening across the globe. And I literally lay on my bed and I wept. And then the news came in of extended lockdown here in Melbourne. And then I began to cry for Melbourne and for my small business owner friends and for me and, you know, my whole family right now are in England and they are all together having like a big family holiday in this big Airbnb in the Lake District and I'm not there and I wept because I'm homesick and I haven't seen them for two years and I don't know when I'm going to get to see them again and then I had this feeling of like, who do I think I am who do I think I am crying about being safe and having electricity and being a woman who can walk outside by herself and, and has access to education and has her own rights? And who do I think I am when all of this stuff is happening outside my window? Literally, who do I think I am to be crying about my own experience? And then I remembered everything that I've just said to you guys. <laughs> and I was like, that my feelings are valid And my privilege is real. And because I am feeling this suffering, I get to take that and do something with it, which puts me in a massive position of privilege. And there is nothing wrong with privilege. You just shouldn't waste it. So privilege is sitting at home being like, oh, I've got more money than everyone else. I've got more privilege than everyone else. Oh, I'm just going to sulk about the fact that, you know, I've got to wear a mask. That is unresourceful privilege. Enjoy your guilt. Using your privilege to try and help the world and make it a better place, that's really awesome to be able to do. Like, I think that that is a gift that I have, that I can make the world a brighter place in some way, shape, or form. Am I going to single-handedly rescue every female from Afghanistan overnight? No. Am I going to single-handedly stop climate change? No. Am I single-handedly going to address the atrocities and the dichotomies and the evil in this world. No, I'm not. But I can do my bit from my place of privilege. And so this morning I woke up and I took my hard-earned money, the money that I don't feel guilty about having, and I donated a fucking huge chunk of it to various charities to help the people that I cannot physically reach right now, but I know that when I put my money in the right place, they will be helped somewhat. I shared what I could share on social media. I signed the petitions left, right and center. I signed everything yesterday to try and help and try and make my voice count. I decided that I was going to start going live at 7 a.m. into my free Facebook group, Unashamedly Human with Emily Chubborn, for the foreseeable future. Because I see so many people suffering with mental health and one of the things that I know I can help people with for free, take it, is managing their mindset and managing their energy and managing their attitude towards the day every single day. So there are so many things that you can do with your privilege, but when you feel guilty about it, you won't do those things. Because you'll be, you'll feel so you will be like oh god no I I'm just gonna hide the money that I've got I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit here and I'm just gonna hide behind my privilege like when you feel guilty you won't step out in your privilege to help so guilt is not gonna help you and guilt is not gonna help the world and guilt is not gonna help your family and friends. What is going to help is you going, you know what, I have earned a shitload of money this year and you know what, I am really fucking privileged and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do everything in my privileged power to help as many people as I possibly can in as many ways as I possibly can. So that is the kind of energy that we need in the world right now. That galvanized spirit, that, well, you know what? The leaders of the country aren't doing anything. I'm going to sure as hell make sure that my voice is heard. I'm going to sure as hell make sure that I'm creating community for people who are suffering to come to. I'm going to make sure that my money is going to an appropriate charity to help the people who really need it on the ground right now. That does not come from feeling guilty about what you have created for yourself or the position in which you have found yourself. That comes from owning your shit and then giving it as freely as you possibly can. So I trust that that has helped somewhat. I know it's a really tough time right now. The world feels very heavy and very big. And I do implore you to use your privilege in the best way that you possibly can, however you can. Uh, Like I said, I am in the very privileged position of having disposable income, which means that I can donate heavily to some charitable causes. Not everyone is in that financial position, and that's fine. But what can you do today? It, it it might be smiling at a stranger. You know, it might be complimenting the woman on the bus on her shoes. It could be the smallest thing, checking in on a mate, acknowledging that, you know, you are in that place of privilege and then doing something to help your community with it so i trust that that has been useful without doubt what the world does not need is your guilt your your the world needs your gift and it needs your light and it needs your vibrancy and guilt is not one of those vibrational frequencies in terms of emotions so do your best to put it down by taking action towards helping those around you as much as you possibly can all right, gorgeous people. Uh, lots of people on live with me saying I'm in those feels with you, um, and various other comments of the like. Yes, I um, I know a lot of people are feeling like that at the moment. So um, no one is alone. I can promise you that. And if you need a little morning pep talk, then please feel free to join me in unashamedly human with Emily Chaborn, 7 a.m., Monday through to Friday. All right, gorgeous people, go in peace, love and serve yourselves so that you can be at peace to love and serve the world.